We're in part two of our series, For God and God, For God and God, and it's about the Holy Spirit, reversing the tragic neglect of the Holy Spirit. And the reason why we use strong words of reversing the tragic neglect, because it really is when we don't understand the purpose and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, when we don't fully um, uh, access the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then it becomes a tragic neglect. And, and this series is really about opening our eyes to the, to the plan God has for our lives and, and the purpose of God in our, uh, in our hearts. And, and when we think about God the Father, God the Son, it's something we can easily understand because we understand a relationship of a father. We understand the relationship of a son. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's, it's kind of a bit strange and a bit weird, and, and we have these kind of misconceived ideas of what the Holy Spirit is, and sometimes we, can, we, we view the Holy Spirit as some kind of force, or as the Holy Spirit as some kind of electricity, or, 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 or whatever, you know, or is it like, you know, uh, something from Star Wars, the, the midi-chlorians, or, or if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, use the force, is that what the Holy Spirit is, and, and and that is not the Holy Spirit is. And, and last week we, we kicked off on who the Holy Spirit is, that he, he, is, uh, he is a person, he's part of the Godhead, the Holy Trinity. He is equal footing with the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So part two of Forgotten God. I, I remember when I was growing up, when I was growing up, what I really wanted to be when I was a little boy was I wanted to be Santa Claus. Anybody else want to be Santa Claus when you were growing up? Anybody? Santa Claus, okay, that seems a bit weird. Like, I thought it would be a whole bit, yeah, I, I, no one actually connects and resonates. No, that's, okay, that's fine. Okay, I really want to, really to be Santa Claus. You know why? Because I wanted to give presents to children. Just shows that kind of, the kind of nature I am, you know. Um, I want to give gifts to, to children. But I'm also a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay? He was, my, he was one of my, as a kid growing up, he was my idol. As a, as a little uh, five-year-old, I saw Conan the Barbarian. You know, it was great parenting by my mom, you know? So uh, I saw these, and I was a big fan of Arnie. And, and I said, you know what? I want to be Santa Claus, you know, crossed with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, that's the kind of Santa Claus I want to be, you know? Um, and then I, I had this plan that, um, in order, how am I going to outwork this? How am I going to be Santa Claus? And, and I realized that I needed to become a carpenter because because Santa Claus, he, he made toys. He made it out of wood. And I figured, I need to get good at making, making, making wood out of my hands. And, and I got to high school, and what I realized was that I hated woodwork, and I was terrible with tools, uh, power tools. But anyway, that's just... <clears throat> That's just my, one of my manhood parts that, um, that doesn't, didn't quite develop in my life, but that's okay. It was all good. Anybody else not good with, with power tools? Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, someone, some, reason, some people resonating here. That's, that's why I surround myself with people who know what they're doing. And so, um, so when I say, look, I need, I'm going to build a fence, and then I say, uh, talk to people, hey, what are you up to this weekend? And they go, well, I'm going to build a fence. They go, oh, you know, I can come and give you a hand. Oh, okay. Can you bring your tools as well? Um, well, and so I said, okay, I, can't, I don't want to be, okay, I'm not going to be Santa Claus. I dashed my dreams of becoming Santa Claus. Like, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to be a police officer. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to be. Then I said, oh, no, I'm going to become a fireman. Oh, no, I'm going to be an electronic engineer. And so here I am, all these years later, uh, when I left high school about five years ago. So here I am today. Okay, maybe five or plus years ago. And here I am today. And now I am a, um, a woodwork police fireman who loves electronics. That's who I am today. And of course, none of that's true. Uh, but the point, the point that I'm trying to make here is, is that when, we were, when you were growing up, uh, you, you, you had dreams of what you were going to be one day. In fact, you, uh, your mom and dad quite asked you that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
little Johnny, what do you want to be? You know, what, what, what dreams did you have? And we had all these dreams and we had all these things. I want to I wanna be Superman or I want to be Wonder Woman. You know, we had all these things. And, 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 but when we grow up, all of a sudden we stop dreaming. We, stop, we don't have those dreams of what we're going to be uh, one day. In fact, if you're, if you're 40 years old and you're living at home and your mom asks you, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's a bit of a worry. Okay, uh, I don't, please, if, if you're 40 years old and you live at home, please uh, 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 don't take offense. I'm just using an example. Okay, anybody here? Lift your hands, okay. Um, uh, that's kind of scary because that was almost me. But anyway, anyway, and so we, we, we stop dreaming of what we're going to be. And, and what happens is that, that the qualifications we have now defines us, or lack of qualifications now define us. Uh, it, it defines what kind of job we can get. It, it kind of defines who the type of people we hang out with. Uh, but let me tell you something. When you encounter God, you discover purpose. When you encounter God, you discover calling. And all of a sudden, you begin to dream again. You begin to dream again. God begins to breathe into your life. But, but you're, not talk, you're not thinking about what you're going to be one day when you grow up. Now you're thinking about calling, that you've discovered calling, that I've been called to something far greater than this. And you know, and, and, and say, Lord, what, what is it that you want me to be? It's, it's not about my career path. It's not, about, it's not about where I am, but you've called me to something far greater. In fact, this is what com- connects us all together. If you're a Jesus follower, this is the overarching uh, uh, calling that, that, com- that bounds us together. And, and Jesus gathers his, his disciples, his Jesus followers, his followers around, and, and he begins to um, give them the, the plan uh, for, for, for this um, for this thing called the church, and, and this is after the, the crucifixion, Jesus rises back, and he's with his disciples, and he's about to ascend to heaven, so he gathers the church together, he, he, ga- he gathers a, his followers together, and he begins to lay down the plans, and, and he begins to, begins to say, look, this is your calling, this is your calling, this is, this is why, this is why I've, I've called you out, this is why in the Greek word is ecclesia, and ecclesia means the called out ones. It means like a movement of people with purpose. And said, so this is your purpose. This is your calling. And he gathers them together and, and, and said, this is your commission. So this is the purpose of the church. This is our purpose. This is your purpose. This is your calling. And he gathers together and he begins to speak in Matthew 28, verse 19. And this is known as the Great Commission. If you don't know this verse, you need to know this because this is your calling. This is your commission. This is your mission that, that Jesus has given you. And he says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and, ho- and of the Holy Spirit. He didn't say, okay, you know, this is what I want you to do, okay? I want you, I want you, I want you to get the church, and when the church gets a certain size, that's it. Just close the doors. Let's start, you know, we don't want to get any too big. If we get too big, we don't know, know everybody. Let's just, and let's just begin to focus on ourselves. Let's begin to minister to ourselves. That's not what Jesus said. He said, oh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go. I, I want you to tell people about me. I want you to tell people that I am real, that I'm real in their life, that I'm real in their marriage, that I'm real in their workplace, that I'm real in their places of education, that I am real and I'm about to bring a change in their life that, that, they've, that, that they've never experienced before, that, that you might be living in darkness, but, I'm, but I want you to share the light of my love in their life. That I am real, real love serves, that, that Jesus is real to all people. And, and that's what he's called us to do. And so all of a sudden, we, we, if you just become a Christian or a Jesus follower, I always like using the word Jesus follower because Jesus never called us to be 
to be Christian, right? He's called us to follow him. That's what he's called us to be. And, and so Matthew chapter 20, 28, verse 19, this, this, um, this commissioning of the church of his followers, in fact, most theologians agree that this is the point where, where his followers stop being just a sect of Judaism that just followed a, a rabbi around, and they, they, and, they, and they finally became what will later be, be called Christians, or, or called the way. And so this is the birth of the, of, of the church in a sense. And so here we, here we have this great commissioning. And so all of a sudden we, we're like, yeah, okay, God, you called me to do this. You've called me to save the world. And we're like, yeah, I'm on fire. God, I'm, gonna, that's what I'm, I'm here to save the world. And then a couple of hours later, it kind of dawns on you. It dawns on you that you have no idea what you're doing. In fact, it dawns on you, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I still kind of feel like I need saving. In fact, hey, Lord, I'm a bit messed up at the moment, and I haven't quite got my life together. But, but in fact, I don't think I can do this thing. I don't think I can do this calling. Uh, and, and, it, and it just dawns on us. And, and this is where Jesus has our back. See, see, Jesus, he knows your weaknesses. He knows when you're overwhelmed. He, he knows the issues that you have, and he, and he knows the mess that you win, but yet he calls you anyway. And that's why he says, you know what? You ain't going to do this alone. I know you can't. That's why, that's why and he has this, this, this discussion with his disciples, and, and the gospel of John begins to, uh, John the apostle begins to recall this dialogue that he has with his disciples. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 14. Verse 15 to 16, it's just going to be right behind me. If, if you haven't got your Bibles with you, just turn your devices on. That's fine. And Jesus says this, and he's speaking to his disciples. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if you're a Jesus follower in this room this morning, if you love him, keep his commandments. And he goes, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. See, the word another, and there's, there's two Greek words for another. There's, there's, there's alos and there's heteros. Alos and heteros. And, 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 and alos means one or the very same kind or same character, same everything, or nearly a duplicate. Alos, that's what that means. And heteros means of another kind or, of, uh, or something totally different. It's, 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 in fact, it's, you're, you're familiar with this word. It's, it's, it's on the beginning of another word that we know as heteros heterosexual or heterosexual. It's when you are of same attraction of someone of the opposite sex, of a different kind, a different kind of sex. But when Jesus is speaking with his disciples uh, in John, and the, and the Greek word he uses is alos, that I'm going to send somebody who is like me, who, who is like me in nature, who is like me in power, who is just like me. That I'm sending a, 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 another almost 